today, an important message. Uh, then we're going to have a water baptism that we're going to do. We have three people today who want to be baptized in water. And uh, so I'll talk about that here in just a few moments. Um, but leading up to the Easter season, there's all kinds of things that go on. Uh, Friday night, we had a, a flashlight egg hunt for the children, and the adults were out here as well. And we had a bonfire and some uh, cornhole boards that were out there and uh, just a lot of good conversation, a lot of good food. So that was it, f- fantastic. I mean, I cannot express how amazing that evening was. So if you came out, thank you so much. But I also want us to thank those who prepared, Sarah and her team who prepared the food and then the children's ministry leadership team who put all that together. So can we just thank them for what they did? Just a great night. We had a hundred-ish people that came out. It's hard to count moving targets, especially when there are little kids running everywhere. Uh, this morning, we had a sunrise service out at Bellingham Park. Six churches uh, from the area came together and um, got up early and made it out there. We had 20 people that volunteered here from uh, the church or that volunteered and came out uh, here from the church, from our specific church. And uh, we're still awake for those of us who got up early in the morning. So if your neighbor starts to fall asleep, elbow them. If they were not at the sunrise service, they have no excuse, okay? So you can elbow them a little harder. But uh, that was this morning and uh, just just a great time. I do want to just say this too before I get started here. Uh, This weekend... mm, not, Not this weekend. This week, my family and I are going to the beach. Who wants to go? Right? Yeah. So we're going to be packed. We're going to be out of here by two o'clock. That's our plan to be on the road. I I do want to say this, though. Um, One, we are just appreciative of your prayers. But if you need anything at all this week, on the back of your bulletin, you have the numbers for all of the elders. You can give them a call and they are just they're just a phone call away so they can respond to that. But um, we'll be back Saturday afternoon. So we'll see you next Sunday and everything. Jesus is risen. Amen. Jesus is risen. How amazing uh, is that? Just the thought of somebody conquering death, rising up. I can't fathom that, right? Somebody who was dead and now is raised to life. And, you know, there have been other people that have been medically recorded who have risen from the dead. They were dead. They were pronounced dead. And they came back to life because of the power of God miraculously. But And and there were plenty of people who died on the cross as well. That was a common form of torture that the Romans had. But only one man was sinless. And only one man was sent from God, who was God, uh, who came here to die for our sins so that we could have eternal life and live in heaven forever with, with, with God to see him face to face. And so we celebrate that year round, but we put special emphasis uh, on it this time of year. You know, Easter, it is that time of year that it's filled with, um, it's filled with uh, things like eggs. It's filled with bunnies, uh, plastic grass. Does anyone get plastic grass? It's filled with all that kind of stuff. Now, we're, we're parents. You know, our kids were young once. We used to put all that plastic grass in there, too. Just decoration. I get all that. But um, this Easter is so much more than that, and, and we understand that. I want to take us back just a little bit, though. Recently, 
Before we go back, we have had a lot of events going on in our world, haven't we? If you are on social media at all, any form of social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, uh, Snapchat, anything like that, you know that there are some major, major things going on in our world. The thing in Afghanistan, you know, we need to pray for our nation. Of course, North Korea, all that kind of stuff. It's all over Facebook. Uh, April, the giraffe is, has been all over uh, social media. We thought we were going to have to name her May because, you know, we thought that the baby would be born in May. Yeah, okay, anyway, that one kind of sunk a little bit. But did you, did you get it? You got it? Okay, one person got it in here. The giraffe's name was April, and we found out in March that she was pregnant, and it, it just took forever. We'll keep going. You were at the sunrise service this morning. Social media, social media can drive the narrative. I wonder what it had, would have been like if there would have been social media over 2,000 years ago. What would have been some of the things that we would have seen? Um, Facebook, Twitter, all these things that I've mentioned would be filled with things like, he's gone, what happened? This guy was dead. He, he's been stolen. His disciples wanted to cover up. You know, that would have been from some of the media sources or whatever. The disciples are looking for, for a cover-up. The doubters would have put that out there too. But then there would have been other things that would have said, he's alive. I can't explain it. I watched him die. The guy literally bled out. I have no idea how he has risen, but he is alive. These things would have been then pushed around and pushed through social media. So if we believe that that is true today, we're going to get into this just a little bit, but if we believe that that is true today, then we can believe everything that he said in this word. That benefits us, that at times doesn't benefit us, that talks about end times, that reveals the fact that one day... I don't want to be too morbid here, but unless Jesus comes back, we will all die at one point. Then what? Do we just go into nothing? Some people believe that. Well, you just, that's why you have to make the most of the time you're here on this earth. Because one day you're going to die and that's it. The Bible doesn't teach that. The Bible teaches that there is a heaven, there is a hell. And we're going to go one place or the other. There is uh, life in paradise with God. Or there is eternal torment in hell. That's just the reality of things. If Jesus said this, and if Jesus rose from the grave, and I believe that, then I can believe everything else is true. I can be saved. I can be healed. I can be restored. Because of the power of God in my life. This reminds me of the broken world that we live in. There's so much that's going on that's just in doubt, that's rubbish, that's war, that's people so mean to each other. But there's going to be a time of restoration. I know there's been times in my life where I've been discouraged. I have been like, Lord, what in the world? You know, we face that in family situations, financial situations, job situations. We live in a broken world. Reminds me of a nursery rhyme. We're going to go back here for a moment, okay? And this is a Geico commercial, right? You've seen this on Geico. Humpty Dumpty sat on a wall. Humpty Dumpty had a great fall. All the king's horses and all the king's men couldn't put Humpty Dumpty 
back together again. Before I keep going with this, am I the only one who's ever wondered how in the world a horse, even a gifted king's horse, could put an egg back together? Just doesn't make any sense at all. It's brokenness. If you've seen the Geico commercials, you have this egg, and it's kind of silly, but you have this egg that's sitting in a hospital room, all kinds of broken, and he's been put back together. And that just puts in my head kind of a visual of people that are walking around. Maybe the person that's sitting right beside of you. Their world has been shattered. Their spirit, their soul has been shattered. And we look for areas that will put us back together. We look for drugs. We look for medications. We look for people. We look for um, getting away. We're going to the beach. You know, all these type of things. If I just get away for a little bit. We're looking for all of these things to mend us. And so as I was thinking about that nursery rhyme, I thought, that's pretty deep, actually. I mean, you know, we, we say it to kids and all these, but, but that's pretty deep. When we begin to talk about the Easter story, another reason this came into my mind is because we, you know, we have a bunch of eggs that are around. We had a flashlight egg hunt that, that we had the other night, and then this shattered egg, just this picture that's there. Long ago, how eggs came into this whole Easter story was this. The eggs symbolized fertility long, long ago. As a matter of fact, Miss Gail said last week, the Easter bunny is not good at adding, but he's great at multiplying. Do you remember when she said that? Yeah. How did that all come in? We're not going to go down that road today of how all that happened. We want to get to the true meaning of Easter and the resurrection because we celebrate it. We sing about it. We may have doubts about it. We wonder how it applies to us. How does all this egg thing fit in? So today, when you're looking at those little chocolate eggs or real eggs or diet eggs, I want you to think about even your own brokenness. And Jesus came to, to totally heal and mend that brokenness that's there. We have been or we are a broken people. I'm going to go through these scriptures kind of quickly today because I want to get to you know, the baptism that we're going to have. So some of these will be on the screen. I encourage you, if you're taking notes, to write these down. The first scripture is Ephesians 2, 1 through 3, and it says this. Once you were dead because of your disobedience and your many sins, you used to live in sin just like the rest of the world, obeying the devil, the commander of the powers of the unseen world. He is the spirit at work in the hearts of those who refuse to obey God. All of us used to live this way, following the passionate desires and inclinations of our sinful nature. By our very nature, we were subject to God's anger, just like everyone else. Sin, addictions, guilt, and shame, they can make it difficult to approach God. You ever had those difficulties before approaching God? I just, I'm just not worthy. There can be that sense of unworthiness, but we find hope in Jesus who takes those cracked pieces of who we are. And through the blood of Jesus, all that is just mended back together. We're a broken people. We have to understand that. But that's why Jesus came to heal us. Second point, the resurrection is real. Praise God for that. The resurrection is real. Our sin makes it difficult to believe that we will be resurrected. Let's look at Ephesians 2. Uh, we're going to keep going with verse 4 here. But God is so rich in mercy and loved us so much. I want you to look at your neighbor and say, God loves you. Just quickly do that. Yeah, God loves you. 
That even though we were dead because of our sins, he gave us life when he raised Christ from the dead. It is only by God's grace that you have been saved. For he raised us from the dead along with Christ and seated him in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ Jesus. Amen to that. Amen to that. Um, Something that you can look at a little bit later, write down 1 Corinthians 15, 12 through 23. I want to encourage you to go and and, and read through that. But this passage of Scripture is talking about where Jesus is is talking, um, or Paul is talking here, and he asks this question in 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 a roundabout way. He says, did Jesus say that he would raise from the dead? Did Jesus say that? I see nodding heads, I hear the yeses. Yes, he did. Did he raise from the dead? Yes, he did. The Bible tells us that 500 witnesses saw him resurrected. Now, I would kind of doubt the story if one person told me. I may even doubt it if two or three or even 12 told me, right? We we can kind of have that doubt. We're just playing the skeptic here for a moment. 500 people saw him. The Bible even records that other dead people had been raised because the resurrection was so powerful that other people were resurrected to life at that point. Jesus rose like he said he would. I want to ask you another question. Did Jesus say that he would forgive my sins? Did he say he would forgive your sins? Yes. Why can we believe that? Well, he said he was going to raise from the dead and he did. So that means he said he's going to forgive my sins and heal my brokenness, so he will. God is truth. Another thing because of the resurrection, point three, we can be assured that his presence is with us. He tells us in John, I will not leave you orphans. You ever felt alone? You know, typically when you're suffering, even with things like depression, all those different things, you kind of feel alone in those moments. But Jesus says, I will never leave you. A failed business opportunity just kind of fell through. Uh, A job you were hoping for, it fell through. The way you thought things were going to work out, it fell through. But Jesus says, I am with you. I will send you the Holy Spirit. Not only that, he promises that there will be a return for his people. That he is coming back. At the end of this life, the, you know, I have um, grandmas and grandpas that have passed on. I want to tell you, they were in Christ. They knew Jesus. Their body, their flesh is in the ground. But the Bible assures us that their spirit is with God. To be absent from the body is to be present with Amen. Christ. To be present with the Lord. He will come back. It's easy to doubt. Jesus said in John eleven twenty five 25 and 26, I am the resurrection and the life. Anyone who believes in me will live even after dying. Church, I want to tell you, this is not a funeral service we're doing today. We read this at funeral services, but this gives us hope of, of life. The whole reason that Jesus came, we're celebrating the resurrection today. Yes, we are celebrating the fact that Jesus rose, but also the guarantee that we will rise. Amen. He goes on to say, everyone who lives in me and believes in me will never die. Do you believe me? Jesus promised that he would die on the cross and rise again. He did it. He promised that he would forgive my sins. He has done it. He promised that he would rise. He did. He promised his spirit and he will fulfill his promise that he will return again. 
Jesus is one who always fulfills his promise. What, are the, what, what is the brokenness that we're facing today? Upon the cross, Jesus took care of all that. Our sin, our shame, our brokenness. Praise God. We sang a song, actually, um, the, the ladies sang this song, Old Death, Where Is Your Victory? Old Death, Where Is Your Sting? We worship a risen king today. He conquered death. Death was conquered. Am I worried? Am I scared about the fact that I'm going to die someday? You know, I don't like the thought of it. I'm just going to be honest. I don't like the thought about dying. I really don't. I, you know, I'm, I'm enjoying life. I'm enjoying my wife. I'm enjoying my kids. I don't, I, don't really, I don't spend my days thinking about dying, but I can promise you I'm not scared of it. Well, Pastor David, you're not facing it right now. You're not laying on your deathbed. Right, again, I'm not comfortable with thinking about the idea, but I'm assured of heaven. Why is that? Because everything else that God has promised in his Bible has come true. Amen. I am assured of that. I'm assured of this. This life is temporary. There's a lot about this life that really stinks, you know, and if, you, if you're on social media enough and listen to the news enough, you are aware of that. It's perpetuated on those things. Life is good because of Jesus Christ. Last point, because the cross isn't the end of the story, you and I have hope. Jerry, you can go ahead and get the kids and, and bring them in if you want. They're going to be coming back in to watch the baptismal service. The cross isn't the end of the story. We have hope. The cross of Christ did not cut short the saving work of Jesus because it was his saving work. Let me say that one more time. The cross of Christ did not cut short. No, Jesus didn't die too early. He was 33 years old. He only had three years of ministry. It did not cut short his work. It was his work. Because of the resurrection Hope is never lost. Are you feeling hopeless today? There's power in the cross. There's power in the blood of Jesus. There's power in the name of Jesus. Ephesians 2, 7 through 10 says this. So God can point us in all future generations. Uh, let, me, let me start that again. So God can point to us in all future ages as examples of the incredible wealth of his grace and kindness toward us as shown in all he has done. For us who are united with Christ Jesus. God saved you by his grace when you believed. And you can't take credit for this because it is a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for the good things that we have done. So none of us can boast about it. For we are God's masterpiece. He created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. Church, there is hope. There is hope. Hope. Your sins may not seem that serious. You may not be experiencing hopelessness at this moment. Death may seem very far away, but I can guarantee you one thing. Without Jesus, our condition is hopeless. But all who came upon his name will be saved. Amen. You go ahead and bring the kids on in. They're going to come up front today. Um, Hey, kids, did you have fun today? Yeah. Good, good. So we're just talking about what we're getting ready to do. You can come on in quietly and have a seat. 
I've got just a couple more things I'm going to say, and then we'll watch the water baptism. I know you have a friend who's going to be getting baptized today, and we're excited to watch him get baptized. And uh, I just want to explain this quickly uh, while, we're, while we're doing this today. Why is water baptism important? Well, Jesus commanded it. Let me ask you this. Is baptism necessary for us to be saved? Well, the Bible says no. That's not the case. You don't have to be water baptized to be saved because the only way we can be saved is through hope and faith in Jesus Christ. He finished that on the cross. However, baptism today, the reason that we are doing this, this is a public declaration by three folks who say, I want to show all of my friends and family. And here's the picture. Pretend that I'm holding someone here. They are, as they go into the water and being lifted up, they are putting to death the old sinful nature. It's just, it's symbolic. And they are being raised up to new life in Christ Jesus. And it's kind of like that water is just washing away all that filth. Now, we know that it's the blood of Jesus that cleanses us. We know that that's what that is. But it's just a picture of that. So today we're celebrating a picture. We're celebrating the people today who are being water baptized. And so as a church family, here's what I want us to do. Uh, As a church family, I want us to be able to, as the people are being baptized, Doug and I are going to be up here, and and I'll be stationed right here, and Doug's going to be here. We're going to be putting them under the water and, and coming up. Here's what I want you to do. We're going to applaud when they are baptized. We're not applauding them. We are applauding their decision. We're applauding our Savior. He is the one who's done the transforming work in their lives. As a matter of fact, the three who are being baptized, if you want to come right over here and have a seat by Mr. Stowe, uh, come on, Grady, you can come. Actually, Grady, you can come over here and stand by me. I want to introduce Grady to you. He has made a decision. Come on up here, Grady, because everybody needs to see you, buddy. Grady has made a decision uh, a few a while back. Matter of fact, you want to go ahead and take your shoes and socks off. That way they don't slosh around and everything. You want to keep your socks on? That's fine. Your mom might not be happy. Yeah. <laughs> so um, anyway, Grady's going to, he, he made a decision to follow the Lord. And he said that he wanted, come on, buddy, we'll go ahead and get in the tank. You ready? We're going to go up these stairs here. He's going to get in the tank. You want to take your shoes off right there? There you go. Grady, while you're coming up in here, let me ask you a question. Do you love Jesus? Yes. Come on, you can get down in. You do love Jesus. You all heard that, right? And you want to make a decision today to follow after him with all your heart? Yeah? Come on in. You're good. You're going, okay. He's keeping his socks on, Mom. All right, here's what I want you to do. I want you to turn and face that way. All right? And then what we're going to do, me and Mr. Doug are, I'm going to basically do this. Scoot up just a little bit, if you will. Water's nice and warm, isn't it? Grady told me he wanted to do a cannonball. I said, well, you might get some people on the first few rows that, that will be uh, not happy about that. But it will take away the fun. That's very true. But today he is making that decision uh, to show you all that he's made a commitment to Christ. Amen? You ready for this? All right, let's turn this way. Remember what I told you? Right? You got your hand on your nose. All right, you ready? Well, Grady, because of the confession that you have made as Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior, I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. All right. Good job. Come on. Yep. Be careful. 
Miss Gail here is going to wrap you up in a nice towel, and you're just going to kind of hang out for a few minutes while we baptize these other two. There you go. It's okay. We have mats back here, so you're going to come right over here where Miss Cassie is. Just wrap up, and, and it won't matter if you get that seat wet just a little bit. It'll dry, okay? We'll just leave them right there for a minute, okay? Right there. And Miss Cassie is going to come on up here next. Uh, come on, Cassie. I'll help you in. Cassie... Um, a couple, I guess it was two years ago, made a decision to follow the Lord. And um, she just, getting ready to turn 18 years old. It's not too bad, is it? You can just have a seat right there. And uh, Cassie is going to be going with us to Jamaica this year. And uh, so we're, yeah, absolutely. And she's getting ready to head off to college. And uh, where are you going again? Mars Hill College. That's pretty impressive right there uh, that she's going to be going to Mars Hill. So we're excited about that. But she wanted to make this public declaration as well. God has saved her. But she's made this decision that I, I want to show the world. I want to show at least abundant life here. The decision that I have made for Christ. And uh, I'm excited about the time that you're going to have um, with us in Jamaica. We're going to have a good time. So do you love Jesus? Amen. I know that you do. Well, if you'll go ahead and cover your nose there. Cassie, I baptize you in the name of the Father, of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. All right. A little chilly. <laughs> Where'd you just, where do you get out? All right. God bless you. I know God's got good things for you, Cassie. Good things for you. And Hannah, actually, I'm going to turn this over to Doug. I was able to baptize my children, and so I encouraged Doug that he would, he's a licensed minister as well, that he would be the one uh, that baptized his daughter. Hannah, and I, I've known her since she was born, actually before she was born. I guess she was still in Lisa's belly, but uh, known them all of my life and just so proud of the young woman that she has become. So, uh, Doug? Wow, isn't that amazing, church family, that we're able to celebrate uh, with some of our church family? If you all want to go ahead and slip out the back and head on over to the office, you can. And that way you can get dried up. I'm going to borrow your towel here just real quick. Thanks, buddy. What a wonderful day of celebration. Amen.